And we're back for another episode of Meatball Thoughts, bi-weekly co-host here. And we're back. Matthew Parker, Max Taylor. <laughs> I always loved how John always used to say, and we're back. Yeah, he says it's so soft. It's so gentle. <laughs> but it's like, hey man, like just fucking speak up, we're in your house, dude. Maybe I have to come <laughs> up with my own tagline for the beginning of the episode, but yeah. something a little bit more sense. S- zesty. I was going to say sincere. I'm like, <laughs> sincerely, you are you. I don't know. But um, yeah, we're back. Uh, second round. Second? Third? Fourth? I don't know. I think it's the third. Uh, third, yeah. Your counting skills are much better than mine. <laughs> but. Um, In the new and improved Affinity Fish basement? Yeah, I saw you guys. We. Uh, as I came in, there was uh, 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 two new standing fridges, display yeah. fridges. Exciting. Yeah, super exciting. It's like we can slowly actually just piece by piece. We're literally, yeah. So we can have now we can. Well, we're, our plan is to just be able to sell a little bit of fish while we're doing construction. Yeah. Um, kind of bootstrap it, but uh, yeah. at least we have a fridge now, so we can put yeah. things in and keep them cold. Let's go. Because the last six months we were just uh, <laughs> we didn't have a fridge. Cooler, fucking <laughs> running around with coolers and trucks. literally, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like those coolers are still gonna be utilized. Oh, yeah. Even though you have the fridges, because someone's going to be like, hey, can you deliver this? And you're like, oh, yeah, I have to still keep that cold. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. For deliveries, for sure. And, yeah, in between the fridges, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Smart. Um, so you're on a bit of a time crunch today, which, yeah. yes and no. Like, we've got we've got a good 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. But um, very exciting, though. How? Uh, so you you guys are fucking linking up with a reporter from yeah. New, York, New York Times. So super crazy. Like, I, like strictly the strictly the food portion of it, or like the whole broad spectrum of New York Times. Um, he's a food writer, so okay. he cold emailed us. Um, I woke up to, uh, on Monday morning to an email from his name's Brett Anderson, mm-hmm. and he is a three time. Um, uh, I forget what it's called. Oops. Whatever, whatever the newspaper. The food, award. the food awards. What are they called? Um, James Beard, James three Beard. times James Beard Award winner. He's. <laughs> I, was uh, like, I was like the Michelin guy. <laughs> yeah, he's got Michelin stars for writing. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Uh, you do that. I don't know. <laughs> but no, he's got. Uh, he's also a Pulitzer Prize winner, which is. Like, oh wow! Yeah, okay. so he's the real deal. But he just emailed us. Was like, hey, I'm super interested in what you guys are doing. Uh, I have no idea how he heard about us. Um, but yeah, we'll find out. I'm have a meeting with him. Um, or through like right Ivy, after this. Ivy or something like that. Ivy did a little write up. Could be. Guess, didn't she? Maybe. No. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. She's she's got those those New York Times contacts. So but yeah, like hopefully possible. if that comes out at the right time, kind of right before we open and stuff like that. I mean, that's huge to have that kind of attention on us even before we open. So. Right from yeah, I was gonna say right from the get go, or even just a touch, a touch before the get go, like exactly a month, month before. You can be yeah. Like, hey, save the date. These guys are opening. And then and then we're gonna need to hire another person because me and John are gonna be running around with our heads cut off yeah. if, we're, if we are that busy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's I'm exciting. sure I'm sure it'll be one of those things. I imagine you guys are already kind of projecting something similar to this, where it's like you know a restaurant opening the first yeah first few weeks is just like it's gonna be all it's the people, crazy, but yeah. then it kind of slows down and becomes a little more manageable. normalizes it yeah. yeah 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 i mean is that something you guys are worried about thinking about we're yeah we talk about it all about? the time because it's you know we it's you know opening a restaurant is something that me and john have both done before mm-hmm. you've you know you've worked service before right you yeah. kind of have a little bit of an expectation on what's going to happen when you're open for business yeah. whereas here 
you know, we've never run a fish business before. We don't know what it's like to be like doing deliveries as well as like interacting with customers and cutting fish to order for them and stuff like that. So, you know, maybe it's crazy, right? Maybe we hire another person and Mm -hmm. we have to like have somebody just on the cashier. (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah. Marla (laughs) said she wants to volunteer too. So uh, that'll be great. I I mean, it takes a village, right? So it's going to be... The first six months is just going to be like us figuring out what our baseline is and what we're going to need. But we're going to try and see if we can do it, just me and John. But. Well, and exciting just before this, fucking John gives you a call and it's like, hey, I think we found a perch guy. Yeah, it's super <laughs> great. Um, so for listeners that don't know, um, the fish that we mostly catch are larger fish up at, uh, along Lake Huron. And they require a certain size of net because of okay. the holes. Um, smaller net. Um, or sorry, uh, larger holes for larger fish, basically. Um, it's for gill netting, um, so a lot of the perch and the smaller fish will swim through those nets. They don't uh, actually okay. get caught, so they'll have to set a different set of nets to actually catch perch, so that's just like a different set of work for them. So it would yeah. be much better for us if we have one guy that just specifically fishes for perch. Because he's already setting those nets, yeah. already laughing. Yeah, and it's great because perch, because of the actual habitat that they live in, the predators for perch are pike, so you end up catching a lot of pike too. So mm-hmm. it's all about what else is in the... Uh, yeah. the uh, is there, is there a, a market for pike in Toronto? Yeah, so pike is getting... a super difficult fish to eat because of its Y-bones. Yeah. Uh, it's famous Y-bones, but uh, the French have famously done, basically they roast it and then they make it into like a, um, not roast it, sorry, they steam it, and they make it into like a fish paste and a brochet de canel, and okay. they poach it, yeah. basically. Uh, basically pick it off the bone. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's super annoying, but uh, yeah, there's ways to eat it. It's super but then, delicious. But then that for then that becomes something that you guys can do for. Hey, here's like a, a product that we. If you're not like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to eat a piece of fish. Yeah, you know, I'd like I'd like to try this other preparation of it. Or, yeah, or something I mean, like I think for us it's great because we can use multi-use for for our events and stuff like that and our tasting menus that we'll be doing. Mm-hmm. But there has been you know some restaurants that specifically ask for it, which is yeah. super cool. Um, Right now, it's been few and far between that we catch them, but if we have somebody fishing for perch, hopefully that's more often. But uh, yes. this place in Ottawa actually called Perch, <laughs> Perch Perch Ottawa, um, shout out to them. Um, the guy drove all the way to Toronto just to pick up our fish, and he specifically asked for pike, and we had a huge one that week. So, Fucking A. Yeah, super nice guy. Um, huh. Want to go and eat there, but uh, haven't been to Ottawa in a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, when was the last time we were? <laughs> probably in grade three or something like that. yeah <laughs> I'm like i think i was there in my early 20s for like 48 hours and i was yeah. like cool so and it's filled that's with, enough <laughs> it's, filled with, it's filled with truckers right now so you know really i don't think so I think yeah i guess been, they're gone they've now. been removed forcefully <laughs> um rightfully so go back to work shut up and drive um it's like a like the nba shut up and dribble when people are like nobody cares lebron about your activism we know you're yeah. getting paid billions of dollars yeah. by China. <laughs> shut up and dribble asshole shut up and drive That's funny. um just like just like someone could say shut up and cook the eggs to me yeah. but um so because of the time crunch let's yeah. get right into it um, Let's do it. You had messaged, so we had thrown a couple messages back and forth about different topics. Yeah. Um, one you brought up was a mental block in meditative practices like sharpening. Yeah. So what, what were you thinking? So I know this? that you've done a couple. Um, I know you did one video while you were sharpening at the. Uh, oh yeah, it was like a like a little. You know, you're talking while you're sharpening and stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah, so I mean, which for, normally, which normally you don't do. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, <laughs> it was fucking really hard. Yeah, I, to like I, think, I think there the was like there was definitely dead air there where I was like, 
I should. I don't think this on. is a good idea. I'm pretty <laughs> sure my knife is duller now, <laughs> and like it's not even, and I'm yeah. gonna have to go over it again. But yeah, yeah, yeah no. Um, so for those who don't know, uh, I used to work at a shop called Tosho Knife Arts that's been mentioned on this podcast before. Um, we've had OG on. Yeah, and I Olivia. Trying, I was trying to get her back on, but her her little man is yeah, in she's school super right now, busy so right now. Really hard, and they're trying to find a new location for the shop too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we were actually that was a temporary thing, wasn't it? Yeah, we were actually gonna do um, a space with them, and then that didn't end up working out. But uh, yeah, it would have been yeah. super cool, knife shop and fish shop in one. Oof. But uh, yeah, so I used to work at a place called. Uh, yeah, right. You, Dude, that would have been you, so. You perfect. go into the back, you buy a knife, you go in the front, you buy a fish, you cut the fish. I, mean, I don't know. It would be super cool. Maybe yeah. one day we'll we'll have another yeah. location one day if they open up in uh, New Brunswick or something like that or whatever. But uh, yeah, so. I used to work at Tosho for a couple of years and, you know, learned how to professionally sharp ni- sharpen knives. And there's been this kind of separation between me and other f- uh, former employees from that place. So mm. John, my business partner being one of them, I've always kind of, you know, I've going from working in a knife shop and being able to like sharpen, just only sharpen. It's mm. like very easy to like get obsessed with the aesthetics and stuff like that. And and taking the time to making every blade look perfect and the polish and everything like that. But I find when I went into sushi, I was like, just didn't have the time. It was all about getting yeah. it sharp and it didn't really matter about what it looked like. Yeah. You know, obviously you don't want it to be rusted and stuff like that. But so since then I've kind of just got, it's, it's gotten away from me this like practice of like upkeeping my tools and stuff like that. And like mm. the more responsibility that I got in, in my career, the less time I had to sharpen my knives. Less um, time you made. Less time I made. Yeah, that's a good yeah. uh, distinction because, you know, we, the last we have we have yeah, this thing yeah. this concept of time we have it. It's a good, but uh, we never distinction. Yeah, make it. Yeah, no, but um, the last year was me, you know, being the chef of Sakai Bar and then also doing Affinity Fish and you know and then also getting married. Right, so I chose to yeah. put my time into those three things and yeah. rightfully I, so. Yeah, rightfully so. And now opening this shop up and I have a lot more time. So, anyways. Long story, long short story. I was sharpening the other day, and it was like the, one of the first times in a long time where I kind of have this mental block where I'll be like, "Oh, I'll start working on it," and I know uh, fundamentally how to get to where I want to go mm-hmm. with a sharpened knife. Mm-hmm. But for some knives, it just takes a long time, and I get to like that two-hour mark, and I'm like, "It's a little too too much work for me." I'm just gonna like, and I start like making it worse than I make it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, let's just fucking let's be done with this. Yeah, and I kind of see mm. like in certain stages in your life, sometimes you're ready to put that work into it. Yeah. And then certain stages you aren't, you know. So it was the first time in a long time where I just sharpened my knife at my house for for aesthetic purposes. First time in a long time. Yeah. And kind of reshaped the knife and took my time, like six hours to taking my time with the That's knife. Cold. With one knife. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> so yeah, mental wow. blocks with that. That's interesting, right? Because you're like you're like, I, I love I, I used to love this thing. Or I used to put mm. so much energy into this thing. Like I mean while while you're saying that, I'm thinking like I used to put so much energy into like uh, being at the restaurant and be and working as hard as I possibly could or as long as I possibly could and then just like you're saying you know you end up shifting and you end up being like yeah you know what I just I, I don't want to make as much time for that anymore I don't want to I don't have the time or I don't choose to make the time for that I wonder if that's like 
is that is that indicative of just like where you are certainly currently you're like yeah i'm fucking opening up a fish business mm-hmm. i'm doing all these things but is it is it something that that almost almost feels better at this point to just dip your toe back into instead mm-hmm. of being like well i'm not just i'm not going back into the, like the heavy in the knife world like i did that mm-hmm. i learned my piece there and mm-hmm. i know like you're saying you're like i know how to get to what i want yeah i have the skills to yeah. do it but the actual time the practice to do it, the practice is not it takes six to eight hours, you know what I mean, to like reshape a knife, right? Especially if it's the knife I was working on was a honyaki, so it's like a very hard steel. So okay. it's like much trickier. However many strokes it takes to take off a certain amount of on a mm. the same steel, but not honyaki, is going to take twice as much because of how hard the steel is yeah. on that particular knife. But right. yeah, I mean, you know, and and when I mentioned other people that work. Mm-hmm. at Tosho when I did like there's John who John's you know really good at keep upkeeping his knives um still I think he's be- better than me for sure um but Jude is like this like crazy crazy yeah, person yeah like, uh, I mean you you guys have talked to me at length about Jude mm-hmm. and I'm like this guy is like he's he's, he's, built he's different. very just from from the sounds of it mm-hmm. and i know you and john always used to joke like it'd be hilarious to get jude and i to have a conversation because, <laughs> yeah it would. because i would just be so like no no no, no just do it <laughs> yeah and he'd be like well put the concept of it yeah like, exactly. yeah, yeah yeah that's great but can you just get it do done it? yeah like, and that's the thing because like... the world is full of stuff yeah and you're producing stuff yeah do you not want to produce the stuff or make a living off of producing or stuff whatever it is yeah. right like but uh, conceptually, I think you guys were always so intrigued because you'd be like, well, I don't like, yeah. you guys would just be hilarious. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You two could just be like, <laughs> just watching. Yeah. Are you seeing this shit? Like, yeah. But he's, they're he's, about to strangle each other. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Dude's going to poke uh, him with like the most beautiful chopstick right in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like, he's uh, really into woodworking. He's like super mm. talented. And he's just one of those people like, you know, I've, I've literally just, like, a, a, like loves the art. Yeah. And doesn't want to compromise the art for the yeah. product. And the thing is, is that he is like, he will not do anything unless he does it perfectly. So like, I've seen him sharpen knives for like 12 hours. Like stopping to like drink water and eat, but like straight the straight up 12 hours straight of just sharpening. Like I would go insane. But he's just that kind of person, right? Oof. That can, And that's yeah. what I mean about mental blocks is yeah. that like... I fit, like mentally I could not do that yeah and it would just start getting worse and Jared, worse I'm, I'm good for two hours yeah that's two hours is a lot like and it's not constant like I'll, yeah. I'll stop and I'll yeah I'll drink some water or I'll have a snack yeah but like <clears throat> two maybe three three mm-hmm. if I'm like if I've got like a long ass podcast going and I'm like sure I'll just keep and then you just keep feeling the blade and just sure yeah, yeah I could go but like nah man yes that's, that's wild it's a lot so yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about, and I was yeah. sharpening my knife the other day, and, and I it was the first time I kind of got through that, and I was like focused on it, and I find listening to music, I, I actually tend to listen to like jazz a lot. When I was going to uh, say, you're a fucking jazz fiend. Yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot about jazz, but I do love listening to it. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not like a yeah. fiend in the way that like, oh, this person in this album well, this, this year, I just this, like, this I just enjoy listening This instrument sounds exactly like yeah. this, and you're like, nah, it just sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I find a lot of people that are into jazz are like super like... You gotta know. Nerd alert. Yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, no, I just love listening to jazz while I'm sharp and it's like super calming for me. But it was the yeah. first time in a long time that I've had like that moment of like, oh, this is relaxing to me and I'm not stressed out that I'm ruining the knife for like mm. 
I like had that moment. You could just have the fun. Yeah. Or maybe not, maybe fun is the wrong word, but you could just have that, that, that you could bring attention to exactly what you were doing Mm. in that moment. Yeah. Exactly. Case in point, the meditative practice. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And I, yeah, and I and I'm trying to like explore why particularly that day that I was like huh. able to do it, you know? Yeah, was it like, oh, I I had a really good breakfast and I was satiated and mm-hmm. I could I was like, you know, maybe you and Marlo weren't bickering about some whatever yeah. married thing and you know, you didn't have too much to deal with affinity that day and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, I've just got a little bit extra bandwidth. Yeah, in for my this brain pr- process, yeah. to be here. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, it's become, I know that my life coming into this job that I'm starting now is going to become a lot of that, right? Like a lot of repetitive work, like mm-hmm. cutting fish all day. And I love that stuff. Like when I used to work at restaurants, I would try to get onto the station that had, had the most fish on it because I was like so obsessed with mm. fish, right? And try to work with fish as much as possible. And then working in sushi, I got to do that every day. But yeah, I'm excited to have a job where meditative process is like a lot of my mm. right it's not as much i think man like obviously there's gonna be a lot of other things going on with running the business and stuff like that but i'm excited to at least have a couple days but maybe but maybe that can be like your that's like your your little safe haven where you're mm-hmm. like hey i'm just gonna go downstairs and like cut, cut a bunch of fish or yeah. scale a bunch of fish or 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 hey you know what i've got 45 minutes now why don't i just touch my knife yeah, and I can just I can pop a little headphone in, and mm-hmm. I can listen to some jazz, and I can just yeah, this exactly. is what we're doing, and yeah. this is what we're doing for now, and that's and that's all it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But maybe I don't, obviously this is all very hypothetical. Yeah, because once you actually open, you're gonna be like, I don't have time for fucking anything. <laughs> I don't have time for literally everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, oh, that's yeah. that's that's exciting, man. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a rare moment, and I was like, this is. This but is those great. those are so much fun, where you're just like. Again, fun is probably the wrong word, but those are very insightful. Mm-hmm. And I use the word fun and stuff too much, but very insightful into like how your mind is operating these days, mm-hmm. right? Where you're like, oh, cool. Like six months ago when mm. you had like just gotten married and you were like, I'm so excited about this thing. Like, I don't yeah. fuck about my knives right now. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, going to, I'm going to fucking my honeymoon, Ireland, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm going overseas and I haven't traveled for fucking two years yeah. or whatever it was. And, and it's really exciting. And yeah. like, but now your, your brain was like, no, we could, we should bring it back. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it back to this. Oh, yeah. That's really nice, man. Yeah. That's fucking nice. Um, I mean, it kind of it kind of couples into into the next uh, yeah. next topic. So, um, but being ready to hear something. So, yeah. I had suggested this because it was um, it was it was one of those things where I was telling you just before the podcast, like um, you know, I've listened to Leon Bridges before. Mm-hmm. I saw a little ad on Instagram. He's great. I saw a little ad on Instagram. Yeah fucking super phenomenal talented. such a great voice and like yeah. just so much soul and his whole aesthetic too is like he's like oh, very like he's his own person very much like zorin you know he's yeah. got his own aesthetic yeah you're like his you're own. like that's you yeah it's very there's you. no one else like <laughs> yeah you're like yeah. that ass that's a very good comparison you're like yeah. i don't know anyone else like you yeah literally and that's really cool yeah um something some of us strive for uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Certainly, you and John probably don't know someone like me who just says 
everything and everything. No, you're one of a kind. Tell me I'm pretty. Um, you're pretty. <laughs> but no, I was listening, uh, just scrolling through Instagram and saw an ad and I was like, oh, cool. Like that song actually, that lyric or that bar or whatever it was, kind of like it caught my ear and I was like, huh, like I know who Leon Bridges is. I've heard him a bunch of time over the years. And like, why don't I just go and listen to it again hmm. and let's see what I hear. Let's mm-hmm. see what I feel in yeah. in that listening. And it got me thinking to like, you know, at times you're ready to hear, let's say, a criticism, maybe about a dish or yeah. or you're ready to hear about a certain way of operating or setting up your station differently or mm-hmm. speaking to a fellow staff member or someone who is your staff, mm. um, a coworker or someone who is your staff. Um you're like ready to hear this different, not a perspective, but like the words that are being said the same. Cause the song mm-hmm. that I listened to was he released it fucking forever ago. Yeah. Right. But it's not the same. And I have this with a book of mine, a book that my dad gave me, hmm. uh, it's called Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Um, I forget the name of the author, but, uh, like that's the, the title of the book is Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Um, hmm. People always think, oh, Jonathan Livingston. I'm like, no, it's that, that's the title of the book. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I didn't write the fucking book. But every time I read this book, just like similarly to, I think, a lot of how people, um, when they hear advice or something, they're either ready to receive it or not. Mm. Um, and they're ready to hear it in a way that can be beneficial or not. Yeah. Um, but every time I read this book, it's... It, it means something different. And like, just like I was listening to, to, to uh, Leon Bridges and I was like, Oh, this song hits differently. Like my heart is, my heart hmm. understands the world a little different. My heart understands. I think the song was about love. I forget what song, but mm-hmm. it was like, he was speaking about love and it's like, Oh, I understand love differently because I've had my heart smushed or hmm. I've done the smushing of my own heart <laughs> or other people's hearts yeah. or things like that. Or, Oh, my heart is expanded because I mm. see my niece and nephew every week and I get to experience love in an unconditional way. Like every time yeah. I see them, they're happy. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know anybody like who a does dog. that. It's, it's bananas. Like yeah. I don't, I don't know any other person in my life. Like, yeah, sure. I see you. I love you. But mm. like, we're also like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. But like, I see my niece and nephew at eight mm. fifteen this morning and I'm like, <laughs> and they're just like, ah. And she runs up to me and she, uh, she's learning to write. She's four. Wow. And she's like, her reading and writing is at like a grade one level. So she can like, she wrote wow. uh, on a little note. It's in my jacket. Just like, uh, to Tomas, <laughs> uh, I love you, oh, Fiona. That's so cute. And it's like, yeah, that like, that it helps me understand something that I think in the past I wouldn't have been ready to receive. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to to understand. Yeah. Right. Had my heart not felt the lows, or my career hadn't felt yeah. the lows, now I get to feel the highs of like spring is coming, and the farm is going to be in mm. bloom, and we're going to have like lettuce from the farming, and we're going to have onions from the farming, and we're going to have, um, you know, with, even if it's something as simple as a fucking scallion, dude. Yeah. It's like we just. Like all of these things can be appreciated mm. to the point where it's like, I don't 
know if I'd appreciate it the same had I not yeah let my ego dominate for so long mm-hmm. and just like because you we knew each other in our fucking I mean you're still in your 20s for another few months but like yeah, a couple months um it's like we met when I was 20 21 you were I was 18 18 19 so it's like all throughout our 20s was just ego yeah like only in the last like what two three years have both of us really just started to put that in check yeah i think yeah yeah. maybe totally. maybe you a little more so with being married and things like that you for sure escalates it in a different way mm-hmm. right um but like now with a little bit and lord knows my ego is still <laughs> just as big as my fucking head but like everyone's is but being able to put it in check for something that that now I can be like, oh, okay, you know, my chef giving me some financial advice, being like, dude, just fucking this. Like, yeah. It's not like, hmm. it's like, hey, if you think about it like this, then you can, oh, hey, that's a really good, that's a really good point. Or, yeah. and I guess the, 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 like, just being ready to hear, like, hey, man, you're fucking up. Mm. It takes a long fucking time to be able to hear that and be like, yeah. okay, I need to make a change. Yeah. Whether it's like, um, you know, this woman who I'm I'm trying to to build something with right now is like, are we? We understand that we know each other to a certain degree, but to grow with that person, I'm going to have to listen, and it's not obviously, yeah, obviously listen, but like, mm-hmm. but it's so much easier said than done than to actually take that lesson and to implement it and to actually hear what is being said or mm-hmm. to know when to apologize or just shut the fuck up or when to be like, no, 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 yeah, no, no, I got this one. Call, I got yeah, this one. Call them out. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is, I was on the fucking ball with this yeah. or yeah, you know what? I was being too pushy or I was, I wasn't listening mm-hmm. and you know what? I am, I'm aware of that now and I will do my best to, to change that. Yeah. And fortunately enough, she doesn't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how multifaceted that point is, too, right? Like starting with music and then t- going into like how it makes you feel with different people's advice and stuff like that. Like I can relate to that a lot with like the music part. Like when I started dating my wife, <laughs> she's obsessed with Taylor Swift, Ugh. and I used to hate Taylor Swift. Used to, yeah. you know. And now you're like, I don't know. Taylor Swift, she's, you know, she's got it. <laughs> well, she's she's fucking she's. Yeah, like, listening to her lyrics and, like, actually listening to, like, how she, like, puts together an album and how it's, like, a love triangle and, like, all three people and, like, different songs are from different people's perspective, but it all connects. And then she puts references from, like, an album from, like, five years ago into it. It's, like, it's crazy, uh, right? Like, it's it's pretty impressive what she does. It's very well produced. Yeah, and yeah. it's her, her storytelling is, like, what's amazing about her um, music and not necessarily, like, stuff that I would listen to, but now, like, m- my wife plays it all the time. Like, she doesn't listen to anything else. And, like, there's once or twice a month where we get in the car. That's arguably a problem. (laughs) It is a problem. (laughs) There's once or twice where we'll get in the car and I'll be like, hey, can we listen to something that's not Taylor Swift today? And she'll be like, okay. And she'll let me put my music on. But for the rest of the time, like, I've learned to, not just, like, learn to live with it, but I've learned to appreciate it, right? And I I don't think I would, like, if I was that. See it from the perspective of Mm -hmm. the person. Of why she loves it so much, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, going back to, like, through that like with uh hearing advice from people like i remember when you're telling me to like hey man you're fucking up 
you got to yeah. shape up. I mean, I was fucking up too at the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody fucks up all the time, but like, you know, I wasn't ready to hear it. You know what I yeah. mean? And a lot of things with, um, I was just thinking about this when you were t- talking was, um, there was this interesting moment when I, on my wedding day, actually, with my father. And he, uh, basically at the end of the ceremony, is kind of funny, he's, he's a very uh, interesting man, but uh, we had all the pictures and everything and he was all dressed up in his suit and um, he uh, immediately, as soon as he could, he was like, okay, we're we done with the pictures. I can get changed now. So he like goes inside because they were staying. It was at my family farm and yeah. they were staying there overnight. So he didn't want to be in his suit any longer than he had to be. He's very upset about it. Very grumpy about it. So he goes inside, he gets changed. And then the photographer, um, super talented photographer, shout out to Light and Shadow Photography. Light and Shadow. Yeah, she's super talented. If anybody wants wedding photos, she's amazing. Um... So she comes up to me a little bit later and she's like, I forgot to get a photo of just you and your dad. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so I go, I go over to my dad. Uh, I'm like, hey, so dad, uh, we've just photo with just you and me. And uh, he's like, well, I'm changed now. I'm like, whatever, dad. Like, let's just have a photo. And so we, we took a photo together and, you know, it was this interesting moment with my dad where, like, he, you know, leaned over to me and uh, said that your mother would be very proud of you. Mm-hmm. For viewers who don't know, my uh, mom passed away for my on my twentieth birthday. So she wasn't there that day. She was there that day, but yeah. she wasn't physically there. But uh, my dad, you know, leaned in. He said that, and it was really interesting because he was like, he physically could not sit with the emotions. He was like immediately lit a cigarette, like like physical well, reactions because to, it reminded him of his own yeah, wedding day. Yeah, and he like immediately lit a cigarette turned away from anybody that could see him crying and he started crying and I was like mm-hmm. and I started laughing because I was like dad like, like bitch, it's okay bitch we're all family here and he's just like he's like don't make fun of me and he got like you know not upset with me but like he's no, just but, but, he wasn't ready to hear that you know what I mean he wasn't yeah. ready to like feel those emotions or like because he hasn't really done a lot of work on himself and like really sat with the emotions that he was yeah. having in that moment so yeah. he needs to like light a cigarette he needs to turn away and nobody can see him cry yeah, and stuff like that my drink and my fucking yeah. yeah and you know I, I, I don't think if I don't know if he'll ever be ready to like feel those emotions maybe he's just gonna mm. keep on doing and that, what he's doing and that and, might and that might not even be his path right maybe his path is to be able to support you in feeling those yeah and for you to do that work that he can't yeah and yeah maybe paying for my therapy it's great right but like <laughs> no but, the, but yeah. that is maybe maybe he's like and I've thought about this before where it's like this generational trauma that gets carried over. Mm. Um, it ends up becoming this thing where like, look, I've, I've talked about it endlessly in therapy. I don't know if I mentioned it on here, but it's like I used to, I used to have my dad up on this fucking pedestal and for everybody also, <laughs> my, my old man passed away uh, just before, like a month and five weeks before my 23rd birthday. This is why me and Tom Tom are. There's a regular, there's very closeness here. Um, yeah, don't worry. I'm keeping, we're good. We're good. We're good. We got another like 10, 13 minutes. Great. Um, but, uh, but like my dad did this. His his thing was like I got to get the fuck away from this this country and mm-hmm. this and everything that was politically going on in Chile at the time, and that was like the big thing for him, mm-hmm. and that was his piece 
to make a change and to like, you know, I'm sure in your dad and my dad's generation, like my dad would have been uh, 71 mm-hmm. last year. A little bit. Um, so he's a little older, but like... Five, six years older than my dad. Close enough that you're like... In their generation, it was pretty common for them to just get fucking beat. Yeah. Even in some cases, that carries over. For my dad, he never hit me. Didn't mm-hmm. spank me, didn't fucking smack me upside the head. Didn't Carried over me. for me. A lot. But now, <laughs> but now moving forward, mm-hmm. that's not going to carry over for your kids. For sure. Right? So it's like, never. it's these little pieces that like, sure, your dad's doing the work. He's giving you the 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 money right now to do that work yeah. for yourself. I have the, yeah, I have the privilege of having my father's support yeah. to be able to do work on myself. There you go. he didn't necessarily have his father's support to do work on himself. So maybe that's his little piece to mm-hmm. be like, cool. That's for, a really good point. For my bloodline, this is the work that I did. Or this is, you know, I was able to accrue this much wealth so the that, best that I can, I can do support. This is the best I can do what, with, with what, what I was I given. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, and now Very I'm true. like, maybe the best that I can do is support my niece and nephew and to just mm. give them a more real version of love that wasn't this like, my dad was always trying to make everything good. And I'm like, look, stuff sucks. Like, yeah. hey man. <laughs> and, and, and I got a distorted view of the world because of it. And also I wasn't trying to view the world in a different way. And mm-hmm. I was very naive. Um, certainly still am in a lot of regards. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you're like, fuck man. Like maybe this is the piece that I can do. I can show them. I can, I'm never going to tell them something that is like openly a lie. Like, yeah, we lie about Santa because that, yeah. sh- that shit's cute, right? Santa and the Tooth Fairy and shit like that. It's like, come on, that shit's kind of cute. <laughs> but like, if they ever ask me in the future, have you done this drug? Yeah. Or what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking like 10, 10, 12 years, 10, 15 years. You know what I mean? When like she's 16, 17 and she's like smoking <laughs> pot with her friends. And I'm like, look, your dad smokes pot. I smoke pot. <laughs> but if I had a steered clear of it, my mind would have been clearer and been able to build better uh, systems to have in place so that I wouldn't lean on it. Because now I lean on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or, hey, like, this is how I feel about drugs or this is Mm. like, I'm willing to be open with them in a way that my dad wasn't with me. Mm Because it's like, okay, you can see what change can you make. It's a small one. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a good chance I might not have kids. So, like, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm, like, and maybe that's my piece of, like, my generational trauma ends with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna subject someone else to my shortcomings other than adults. Yeah. <laughs> or, or small <laughs> little children at this point. But, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, I keep yeah. it. I don't know. It's and and it's something that by no stretch of the imagination am I have have I completely nailed down the concept or the idea, mm. but it's just like eh, yeah, fucking this this is how I feel in this given moment about mm. that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean fuck, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we've got we got 6 minutes. All right. Um Let's bang out. This is this is kind of like a this is like a funny one slash a 
Um, some one one that I actually think should be almost like legislation, but um, <laughs> you know how like in some countries like uh, Israel and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, there's mandatory uh, military service. Mm-hmm. So I think, I feel as though we would create a lot less shitty cunty people. <laughs> Because you, we've all seen those people who talk to people in hospitality like they're there to just serve every whim of their... And you're mm-hmm. like, you don't know how to be nice to people. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe between a certain age, maybe it's like 16 and 21, you got to do one year of being a dishwasher or mm-hmm. a food runner or... A, or whatever. Like you have to work in hospitality mm-hmm. for a year. It would be interesting, like having a government subsidy where, like, that then restaurants yeah. don't have to worry about dishwashers anymore. Yeah, you're like, you know what I mean? Cool. Be interesting, I've got yeah. this dishwasher for six months or something, yeah. and you're like, cool, and then I can re up on another one. Yeah. But it's like, you should have to do that so that when you go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. because you will inevitably go to a restaurant, more even if it's like, even if you just go to a McDonald's, you're not going to be a fucking piece of shit to the person punching your food in. Like, like that person is out to get you. Yeah. Because you see it all the time with, like, I've walked into coffee shops and someone's like, just this. You're like, yeah, so where's rude, the please? Yeah. Where's the thank you? Where's yeah. the, where's the, the like, and, and it's not, like, just Starbucks or, like, chain shit. It's, like, mm-hmm. local spots, too. Yeah. There's, wait, uh, give me this. Yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah. Give me this? Yeah. It's crazy hey, how, how and, and full-blown adults just have dude, no manners. And I walk up and I'm like, man, please have this. Yeah. Do you, or Thank you do, very much. do you have do you have uh, English breakfast tea? Yeah. Yes. May I have one with a splash of milk? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> it's like fucking. It's wild, and then they hand you, know. you. Hey, thanks so much. Cheers. Yeah. Peace. Like exactly. it doesn't have to be like a. Oh my god! I'm yeah. so thankful that I could never do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, of course I could buy tea and make my own tea at home, but like I'm I'm moving around, so mm-hmm. like I don't want a tea. I don't know, but it's like just the mind blowing aspect of mm-hmm. that someone can be that. Like much of a cunt. <laughs> For lack of a better, you term. laugh every time I say cunt. Um, you're like I'm so uncomfortable. Right I'm now. the laugh track. Um, <laughs> I should isolate your laugh and then just insert it in random parts of the podcast where we're so serious. Um, that would require me to do a little more editing. Yeah. Yeah. Too right. Much work. Um, but no, I think I think it would be important, not just for hospitality but for the people who then choose to do it it's like you know that because then you can look at that person and be like i know you had to do this yeah like obviously there'd be exemptions if you're you know uh, physically uh disabled or you know you just can't do the fucking yeah. thing physically or mentally incapable of doing it is great but like for the majority of people mm-hmm. you could wash some fucking dishes and like Oh, it's it's really hot and my hands hurt. It's like good. Now you understand what that person who chooses to do this. Yeah. Me who chooses <laughs> yeah. to work eleven hours a day here. Yeah. Why I do it. Mm-hmm. Is it because I want to have cracked knuckles in the wintertime? No. Yeah. It's because that just has to get done so that I can do this piece. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Yeah, I I I agree. Like it's interesting how other countries kinda of have that kind of mandatory service and stuff like that i think canada is just you know realistically never going to go for it but i no. think like i totally agree with it like i think no, this is purely conceptual for any for anyone that can like 
you know, spend time in a restaurant. Like it'll change the way you think about a lot of the things, not just in restaurants, but outside of restaurants. It'll change the way that you think about hard labor. It'll change the way you treat people. It'll change a lot of things. Um, I think also, you know, I used to say this a lot. Um, one of the restaurants that I used to work at, um, my old chef, he had a crazy idea to, uh, the last six months of the restaurant being open to uh, hand slaughter all the animal protein that was coming into the restaurant. He was going to take it on himself. And he did. And it took a toll on him because he wanted to know what it was like to, you know, you buy 40 chickens in one week and you're just, they arrive in a box without a head and that's it. It's just a chicken. You know what I mean? You don't see it being killed and stuff like that. So to take more responsibility for the protein that he was, and the waste that he was creating as a restaurateur. Um, Who's this, Jacob? This is Jacob from from Ursa Restaurant. Yeah, yeah this could possibly yeah. be Jacob. <laughs> Definitely just him. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a uh, he's one of a kind also. <laughs> but uh, no, I had this, and and at one point uh, I actually went with him to to slaughter some animals. We did some really beautiful um, uh, heritage um, breed turkeys. Actually, they were albino, like all white feathers, really oh, beautiful cool. birds. And uh, it was a really formative experience for me as a cook, like killing an animal and bringing it Training to the and then I ended then. up yeah I ended up serving it uh, plucking the bird over that all that stuff I ended up serving it to my family for um, Thanksgiving that year wow. but what I, I used to say this a lot was you know I think everybody who buys meat should at least have to watch a video of some animal being slaughtered yeah because I think one thing it would show them what actually is happening it would yeah. connect them with the food it would because un- like there's children out there that don't even realize that chickens like yeah. the live chicken and the chicken in the supermarket is the same thing yeah. or they don't know that. But I think, you know, one of those things of when we're talking about mandatory, <laughs> mandatory, uh, things like that, like people should know where their food comes from and like yeah. should have to witness it. Like, and you know, as a yeah, chef, it's, it's I not would just, it shouldn't be like in school. You're like, I go to the grocery store. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. Where does the grocery store get that shit? Yeah, exactly. How far did that have to go? How many hands touched that before mm-hmm. it was put in that package so that your yeah. fucking mom or dad could buy that shit? And I think if you're going to be a chef, you know, you should, I strongly suggest to at least slaughter one animal, whether it's a fish, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, going hunting once or something like that. If you're vegan, I get it. That's totally, that's on you. I don't. Um, <laughs> But I think uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, dead on. I, I don't get it. It's not an ethical yeah. choice. It's an ignorant choice. Yeah. In, in I mean, eyes. yeah. I mean, like, I think if you're going to be a chef, you should uh, understand what it yeah. what it means to take the life of an animal because you are the person processing that animal and serving it to somebody. Like, you mm-hmm. should understand that if you're working in a 230 seat cover, uh, seat restaurant and you sell. I don't know, fucking five hundred strip loins. A hundred strip You're loins. Like, how many cows had to die for that? You know yeah. what I mean. And and I think it'll you don't know, do two things is make you think twice before you purchase meat and stuff mm. like that, and also make you think twice about where you purchase meat yeah. and who you purchase Quality it from. Of, yeah. You know, my my job is literally slaughtering fish and like doing it in the most humane way possible, right? Yeah. Like that's what we're trying to do with our business. And so yeah, I mean, that's kind of on the same topic, but yeah, yeah. okay. Um, okay, time crunch. Time crunch. Shoutouts. That's, that's all we got. Uh, ooh, shoutouts. Fuck, I didn't even. I did a couple. Yeah, already. you got a couple in there. Light and shadow. Um, yeah, she's super talented. Amazing photo photographer. Uh, photographer. Photo photographer. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where else? 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 
No, I'm drawing a blank. Okay, um, I got one. Okay, go. I had a lunch at a Skyline restaurant today. Skyline. Skyline in Parkdale. <laughs> love Skyline. Yeah, super good. Just a nice diner. The the interior looks exactly like the 1970s. Yeah. Um, they have a great patty melt. Not as good as your patty melt, but... Hey, hey it's not a competition, okay? Um... <laughs> Skyline Restaurant, shout out. Skyline Restaurant. Um, it is very tasty. I... Fuck me, I don't have anything. How do I not have anything? God damn it, son of a bitch. Mother. Oh my god, I'm so tired. Oh no, there's a... Um... Oh man, I can't remember if I showed them out before, but Wallace Espresso. Yeah, that was last, damn it. last week. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> God, I'm so repetitive. Um, it's okay. God, I hate myself. It's right okay. Now. I hate myself so much. You can edit this out. Uh, probably won't. But anyways, um, I love you. Love and you too. And let's get you out here to go talk to the New York Times. Yeah. See you guys in two weeks. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.